Founders are under constant pressure because if they don't get it right, people don't get paid. And today my guest has experienced pressure on a completely different level. George Cruz is a former professional rugby player who played for England and the British and Irish Lions. He won three rugby championships and four English premiership titles with Saracens. He won two Six Nations titles and he played in the World Cup final. But as well as being an elite rugby player, he found his own CBD business, 4-5, which helps provide wellness products and oils to athletes of all levels to help with pain and anxiety. So today we're talking about taking that athlete mindset and putting it into business and the lessons he's learned as a first time founder. And of course, we're going to talk about that sensational back heel for a conversion. Hope you enjoy the show. For those who don't know, you, you played some rugby. You were obviously incredibly successful. Um, and you've made that transition from rugby into being a bona fide business owner and founder. Okay. So a lot of people go, yeah, a lot of athletes say, right, I'm going to be going to business. I'm going to start mm. a really big career afterwards. And they fuck it up and it doesn't go very well. Okay. Yeah. What was the point when you were playing rugby that you decided, look, this isn't forever. I yeah. need to start looking at something else yeah. and not just be like every other rugby player and just become a property investor. Like, what did you, what was it? <laughs> well, I'd start, I started with that. So I think, <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, probably just was a little bit too boring. But um, I probably when I realized, that, especially having played in England uh, and played like a lot of your games at Twickenham, you know, it's like the heart of a lot of, you know, there's so many business people, there's so many people in network so many people that you can speak reach to i think that's that eye opener of like there's a lot of people with amazing skill set amazing experience uh and we're in this like heart where i was like i, I really like learning i like experiencing new stuff i like memories i like you know dabbling and if it works it doesn't if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't like that sort of giving it a go attitude uh and i think for me I'd done my degree, so I was part of a club which called Saracens, which was really heavily sort of when we were 25 or younger, uh, interested in making sure you've, you're doing something off field. So a degree, making sure you know, sort of very proactive, very sort of ahead of its time for a, a sports wow, club. Wow, yeah, yeah, and, and and really amazing. A huge credit to them. Um, so I kind of done my degree. It's like 27. I knew at some point I wanted to go abroad, um, but I, I, yeah, and I think for me it was a case of just trying to get stuck into something. Um, and, and I think it, around that time, um, you know, our CBD uh, got taken off the banned substance list. So there was a, a nice little route into that and we, you know, used it, got benefit out of it. So I think in terms of like the, the alignment of things, I think it worked out brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, in terms of I'd done a degree, I was kind of a little bit hungry to, to do something extra rather than just, you know, I had spent a couple of years, you know, doing property investments and so on. Like, like, like you said, like every rugby player does. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think there's just, there is, a, there was an interest. And even within Saracens, there was like three, four companies being made from players uh, off the back of like getting advice from people within the, you know, within the network or within, you know, England set up and so on. So yeah, there's a bit of a, a culture of like, well, let's, if he's doing it, I could do it. I could do it type thing. And I think that kind of spun out a bit. I love that. Great. And I look, yeah. Mm. And um, yeah, this give you credit where it's due. Like a lot of those businesses, you know, and I know some of the guys you're talking about, like they're nowhere near as successful as yours has been, which I think is you know, testimony to your, to your work ethic. A couple of th questions about like the, the Genesis story. Now, yeah, you're a jumping second row, right? So that yeah. must be yeah. the most prone to injuries out of everything. Like, you know, yeah. you guys get mullered constantly. Yeah. You're in the pack. You're, you're basically there to clear everything out constantly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. jumping as well. 
yeah. you know, like you must have been riddled with injuries. And yeah. is that what made you choose this path because you'd experienced it? Yeah, look, I, I think from and from like a lower limb perspective, I'd had two MCL injuries, a, a, a fibia sort of like popped out a little bit. I've had three ankle operations. So was that just not being supported or? Uh, well, it, yeah, I, a lot of it is just wear and tear of people chucking you like six feet in the air and yeah. you're 120 kgs yeah. or whatever. And then they just uh, forget about you and run off to the next phase. And you're like, hey, you, <laughs> you need to bring me down. But uh, so obviously there's a lot of wear and tear. And look, look I'm, not, I'm not one, to, that's not a sob story. It's, it is what happens. And yeah, I think in January 2018, uh, Dom Day, the co-founder, the other co-founder, he, had a, he was having a knee operation. Uh, in February, I had an ankle operation. Uh, Mid-season, fuck. Yeah, yeah, you know, clear outs and bits like that. And uh, yeah, we just like see, like I said, CBD was a, a large thing in America and Canada, uh, and it was got taken off WADA, which is the World Anti-Doping Association. So athletes, tested athletes, could use it. Uh, and then really from there, it was a use case thing. Um, so tried it, got good benefit out of it, and then now kind of fast forward a bit. You know, looking at what other supplements were taken, so we've got a nice wellness, nice balanced wellness range. Mainly just looking at like dialing, dialing it right up to a, a product that is actually what it should be, rather than like a load of marketing. I'm actually shocked. There's, there's, you know, when you properly look at products, a lot of it is just genius marketing rather than say an actual genuinely good product. So I think our, our take was just to try and make a product that was a, a little bit better than, you know, what your your average product would be uh, and we're still working on the marketing piece that's really interesting what was wrong with the stuff that you were having like what obviously you're looking at you're like yeah great yeah. i'm getting really great return from this cbd but the natural inclination is fine i'm just going to go and buy some more of it but you obviously there was a problem that you were experiencing yeah. where it wasn't quite good enough or something wrong with it what was it yeah. that you thought that you could change like it probably wasn't that the product was poor it's just for us as tested athletes we needed to make sure that there was no thc in and for uh, for those maybe don't know CBD is a compound of a cannabis plant or a hemp plant, and THC is also a compound. So a THC is the stuff that gets you high, but it would also flag a, a test. Right. So, um, yeah, so we just need to make sure that they were kind of very separate, especially, you know, starting a cannabis com uh, a company or sucking a, a product from a cannabis plant. We went from getting tested maybe three times a year to, I don't know, 10 times a year by randomly tested. Yeah, I bet, yeah. Uh, so it was, it, was quite, it was quite funny. But again, like the, the trust element and the, the tested element for the CBD side, and I think really from the wellness side, it was kind of look, getting, getting people a lot smarter than us looking at actually what we were taking, what we were being advised to take, and just breaking it down. So tablets, you know, there's only a certain amount will get absorbed, so using capsules instead of tablets. Um, things like calcium carbonate in our... Multivits is a chalk, so we'd use calcium ascorbate, which is actually a lot more, you know, a lot more uh, absorbable and so on. But but the marketing claim comes from having, say, calcium in there, and it doesn't really matter whether it's ascorbate or or carbonate. Yeah. So I think in terms of trying to dial it up and actually have a product that's less for the marketing side but more for the use side, uh, I think that's our sort of strategy and, and just creating a, a better, uh, more integral product, really. I love that. Now, what's super interesting about this is you are talking to me like you're a scientist and you're like, a great <laughs> yeah. chemist here. Now, yeah. um, now, it's really fascinating because obviously, look, you, you've gone down a bit of a wormhole there. And mm. you've, because when you started on this venture, you had, obviously you had a degree in, what did you do, like business? Yeah, yeah. yeah business. But like, ultimately, like, you're, not, you're not qualified to start a business, right? You know, you've no, got, you, especially not one in the pharmaceutical industry, effectively. Yeah. 
how did you and uh, Dom go about that? What were the first steps you took? So you have that yeah. idea and then you're like, right, lads, I'm going deep yeah. on this. Yeah, yeah I th like for us, it's, it's just getting stuck in, I think. Like you, you can talk about a lot of stuff, but you just got to get stuck in at some point. So very much like looking at, trying to get a base of people around us. Like we've got to, I think we're quite good at as athlete rec recognizing our weaknesses. And mm. you know, like weekly you're told, look, you're crap at this. You need to improve this. Uh, Were you we coached by Eddie Jones? <laughs> was, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and you need to like improve on this and, uh, and therefore, you know, the result might be better at the weekend. So that, that sort of process loop, uh, I think we're quite, uh, we're very happy to take on board feedback. So I think part of it was like one part was setting up a, a group of networker slash investors that in a, a load of different areas that can kind of lend a hand and say, look, you probably should be doing this. You should, probably should be doing this. Uh, but then the other side is just kind of getting, getting knees deep really. And, uh, finding the suppliers, just being a bit logical and like, you know, getting a good range of different people, asking them, you know, finding a bit more about them and then get, and then eventually just, you know, you've got to pick stuff at some point and, and adapt off the back of it. So, I mean, it probably was as good as setting up a company, getting out to some suppliers, learning a heap about it, but also, like I said, pulling in those, those experts who, you know, who can tell you generally what is going on. Uh, so within our company, we've got, uh, a, a doctor who you know who's now doing lots of um, kind of uh, advice work for you know the government and so on on cannabis and CBD. So you're trying to pull the right people in, so at least you you've got enough confidence in your decisions to go right. Well, we've got to do this. I love that. I think like one of the um, the it's actually really profound the way you talk about it because what you're describing is absolutely best practice. Yet. It's, it's not something that most people who've done an MBA or have gone down the classic route of mm. your industry, who, who, how they would start a business. Because the truth is, what you should be doing is that first step of self-awareness. It's exactly like being an athlete. Mm. You, know, like you have to, yeah, you said, yeah, you have to figure out what your weaknesses are and what your strengths are. And when you start a business, m most people don't have the courage to say, actually, I'm good at this and this and this, mm. but I'm bollocks for the rest of it. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. And you've gone out and reached out to that expert network. What was the hardest thing you had to come up against? What were you like, this is going to take me a long time yeah. to get through this process? A couple of things. Uh, firstly, organization, because we, we're so used as an athlete of having like things planned. You know, it's like you're yeah. going from one, from going from school to like a, a school on steroids and so you should do this, this, this. Your, your nutrition's laid out, your, your coaching's laid out, your strength and conditioning plan's laid out. So kind of like getting that, tweaking that mindset of like, you know, like I've got to organize uh, I don't know, employee catch-ups okrs kpis whatever they are i've got to like try and do that side of it and make sure that you know we're not leaving anyone hanging or you know because so so that's that was all pretty foreign so there's a process and obviously a learning process and that takes a while uh i do think that and um uh, and, and then yeah i guess the other one is like people who probably set up a business are either from what finance or they're from marketing they're from like a a, a background which they're gone okay i could set this up because i'm seeing something for us like we're athletes so we kind of have to either learn that or employ the right people to do that um because you know we'd need someone in finance because it's, it's pretty hard to suddenly learn finance or, and all that side so from us it was like making sure i think a, a big a big stumbling block was making sure that we were getting the right people in places uh but also being useful ourselves at that stage. So say like we might be really good at setting up a, a retail 
set up a, a retail connection and, and like you know pitching and, and doing that within a retail but then you know we've someone's got to execute that and that's like that's probably not where we're best at so for us it's like trying to execute as much as what we're good at but also making sure that the people in place uh, who are skilled enough to you know to follow through the, the the doors and the opportunities that we can get through say rugby how do you assess that having no experience right because you know you've yeah. never worked in a corporate environment like you've only been yeah yeah like yeah you've been in an elite athlete athletic environment but you've never been in a corporate environment where mm. you've seen those people how would you, how did you judge the talent how did you figure out if they're going to be good or not yeah uh some of it's trial and error yeah um you know from our original uh employees we've still got you know 60 70 or probably about 70 or 80 percent of them so like there's wow. a good there's a good hold rate it's um so for us it was about making sure that our some of our investors you know we could bounce ideas off of them that's the biggest thing for us i think like make sure we're surrounded by good people and we've got a, a host of say 40 or so investors so we went a, probably a different route instead of like five cornerstone ones uh, we went right well who can maybe help us in this area let's reach out to them who can help us in this area reach out to them so yeah so we try to base it around that side of it um but yeah like there's there's heaps we know we're weak at so uh, but i think like i said before i think as an athlete, we've got an awareness, and I think that's a good start to yeah. have an awareness of where you're weak, but also not have that like ego maybe to say, "Look, God, I need a bit of help here." Like, or can you advise me on this? You know, and then if you ask three or four people, "Can you advise me on this?" You know, there'll be a, some sort of a common theme, and that's probably the common theme that we'd end up going with. It's something quite unique in that, isn't there? That mindset, because like you're, I, I think it's the the real transition between the corporate world and the the sport world that people don't seem yeah. to understand is like people are afraid of feedback in the yeah. corporate world people don't like it feel like it's a criticism yeah but it's like you refer to it as coaching right yeah you don't refer to it as feedback you're yeah. just like this is helping me get better yeah yet you see you go into the corporate world and you have to be really careful you're like hey yeah. look, i just want to give you some feedback yeah. on your work here and everyone's like fuck what do you mean like am yeah. i getting fired it's a real different mentality isn't yeah. it and do you so do you find with the people who you employ who aren't from that world that they have that you have to approach it differently as opposed to you, maybe you would if you're speaking to, to Dom or another athlete? Yeah, 100%, yeah. Because, you know, it's pretty cutthroat in, say, sport. But but also, I think in sport, like, people people will learn that if someone says something and they've got enough experience and, they, and, they, and it's coming from a good place because the team is, like, the goal is the team first. So if someone says something that's pretty cutthroat to you, you can take it in a couple of ways. You can take it like, oh, fuck off or you could take it as okay well it is pretty cutthroat but it is going to help the, the team improve and mm. i think more often or not the, the teams that do really well have a more of those people who can take that and, and grow and and see that it is a, a team first sort of environment uh, i think the difference between maybe sport and um you know your, your normal business is, is you just got a wide range of people who take things very differently uh even things like laws and you know, how you can communicate with employees, those sort of things are, are very different. And, you know, we've, we've, we've adapted well to that. Uh, but it is something like we'd have to go and ask, you know, someone for advice first and say, you know, what's probably the best way to yeah. approach this? But I think even that asking for advice is, you know, that, that's our mechanism with, in terms of learning. I think there's probably a good few who, like we've got, like I said, we've got a good amount of investors who, they've done their part and they're very experienced and now they're sort of 50, 60 and they're looking to give back. But they're like common feedback to us is like, look, this is brilliant. Not enough people are asking me 
what I should be doing. You know, not enough people are, he, I was amazed, but the amount of people I've heard who are so experienced who said, not enough people do this or not enough people pick my brains or do this. And it's not saying that they're like, they've made it or anything like, you know, and their word is gospel, but like, they're so much further ahead of the queue than say someone like us in a, in a learning environment. Yeah, so true. And it's really weird, actually, because like there's this weird, um, it's, it is a dichotomy with investors because part of the time you're like, stop fucking checking up on me. Yeah, Leave yeah, me yeah. alone. Let me go and run. You, you invested in me because you believe I can run this business. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, the majority of your investors, and there are some that aren't, but the majority of them are there because they've been successful in their own right. Yeah. And they've got some wisdom to share. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's a free resource. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you lean on it? I can go and hire a consultant and get charge them God knows how much a day to come yeah. in and do the work. Or I can just phone up one of my investors yeah. and be like, hey, look, you've done this kind of thing before. Can you help me out? It doesn't make... And they're, they're invested. They want to do it. They want to mm. help you. It's mad that people don't do it. Yeah. Now, look, I was fascinated to ask you this question before you came on because how do you deal with like the this pace of being a founder yeah. compared to being a pro athlete, right? So you won, what, three European championships? Mm. Yeah, you were playing against... You beat the All Blacks in the semifinal in Japan. Mm. I mean, fuck. Those are big moments, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's not talk about the final. But you know, they're, they're big. <laughs> and cut. <laughs> yeah, okay, we're I'm out. And, uh, but they're big. They're massive moments, right? Yeah. And, you know, every, yeah, you, what, you, I'm going to guess here, but I reckon you, what are you? I sound like a proper noise here, don't I? But like, what are you, like 45 caps? Yeah. Right? Something like that. Yeah. Mm. So you've like, you've, you've been out in front of Twickenham. You've been on the, the cheer, the crowd, yeah. the trophies. Like you've been surrounded by that every week in, week out. Yeah. It's fuck all of that in a business, mate. Yeah, like all it is is fire, 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 fire. Lonely Zoom. Yeah, Zoom exactly, calls. yeah. Like how you, and also like, you know, in you rock up every day, you're doing your SNC, you're in there with uh, yeah. everyone, you know, you've got, probably got Jamie George cr cracking you up every single day, yeah, you yeah. know, and like, how did you find that transition to being basically you and what, how many people in your team? Nine of us now. Nine. And have you got an enough office? Enough for a sevens, sevens team. Um, enough for a sevens team. You, yeah. you a good sevens player? Uh, no, I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing touch on Tuesdays at the moment. Uh, and it, it's, yeah, it's... The fitness it's for touch is mental. Yeah, it's good. It's good crack. It yeah. is really good. Yeah, how do you find that? How do you find the come down of that? How do you get mm. yourself... How do you motivate yourself when you haven't got this yeah. all the time? The thing that drives me, uh, without sounding like too cliche, is like new memories, new experiences. Definitely a large part is learning. Uh, and that, like I'm in, a, I'm in a, a hub now where it's just, you know, everything's a new sort of, a new sensory sort of thing to me. Uh, I think there's just heaps of new experiences. And I think for me, that is really driving me. Um, I like meeting people. I like speaking. I like seeing their side of the story. Uh, and yeah, like I said, so for me, that's, that's something that motivates me. Um, I, I want to, I want to make sure that I try to do well for our investors, for our employees. I'd say we're fairly fair in how we set out, you know, EMI contracts, all those sort of bits. Uh, so for me, it's the interest of trying to do well for a group, uh, and it probably stems from you know being in a team environment for uh, fourteen or fifteen years or so. So yeah, that, that's what motivates me: uh, group success uh, and new sort of memories and, and experiences. So yeah, definitely if you're, you know, if you have we call them hurdles just the amount of different stuff you've got to put up with and you know businesses and things not working things working and the, the highs and lows on that side like those it's all geared towards i guess learning and uh, and making sure that you know the group succeeds yeah i love that i think that's such a great mentality i think um 
yeah, we try to have an athlete mindset here and we try, yeah, it's not about us, but like having a, making it about the, the, the mass, the yeah. group of people rather yeah. than an individual is so important. Yeah. So I'm fascinated about something you said earlier, which I think is really interesting, is you spoke about the difficulty of like marketing from within your space. Yeah. Like wellness is full of, full of shit, mate. Like there's a lot of it's it. It's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. We've got a guy, he's a very good friend of mine. He's been on the show. He uh, runs a company called uh, Your Heights. They do. Yeah. yeah so nice Dan, guy. Yeah, Dan, wonderful guy. I love yeah. him. Yeah, he's a really good guy. And um, he went through the same journey. He was just like, mm. fucking hell, it's just bollocks everywhere. Yeah. You know, and um, how do you navigate that? How did you go about it differently? Because I'm assuming as well, from uh, two areas here, how do you differentiate yourself in a world that's fucking noisy? That's first mm. of all. How did you do that? But second of all, how does the cost element of it work? Because I'm sure the reason that they are putting in calcium carbonate and so forth yeah. into their products is yeah. it's cheaper. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's going to, so like their margins are going to be bigger. And so you, if yeah. you're trying to grow a business with smaller margins, that's yeah. rougher. Yeah. So first of all, like, let's break that down to it. First of all, tell me, how do you get people to listen to you and, yeah, buy the yeah. four or five products as opposed to something else. Yeah. There's a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. First question. So how do you do it? Honestly, we're still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Like it is a it is a it is a huge challenge. Uh you The biggest challenge for you? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Marketing is the biggest challenge for us. Um because you, you need spend, clearly, so you need to have deep enough pockets. Um to go after what is a pretty, you know, some of those categories, like a vitamins category, is pretty well set. So it's it's trying to like yeah, it's trying to be n niche enough in certain areas, I think. Um, but it, yeah, it's just testing, testing and seeing what seeing what works. Like you said, it, it's it's the educational piece, especially say retail. Like you look, you walk along the, the shelf, and you'll see a, an own brand, uh, and it might be five quid, and then your product might be fifteen quid. It's really hard to pack in why that product, you know, that product might not like actually get into your system it won't stay there it won't be beneficial but it's but obviously it, it you know you can market you can brand stuff amazingly at the moment like designers are, are incredible and you can you, you can do all sorts so it's just a case of for us it's a case of trying to really show why our products are better why like and and i guess with that it's clout around you know um doc a, a doctor elizabeth who's, who's an investor and part of our uh, formulator uh you know being um wellness providers for saracens for leicester for a number of different professional setups uh being in in retail and and like uh, it's a lot of different touch points but i think ultimately it's like yeah it's, it's so much to say the branding counts so much on like i say a retail shelf where people only got a couple seconds to look at it you know and, and the messaging behind it so that whole piece we're still figuring out it's a it's a huge piece um and it's something that you know we see gains in this area we we don't see enough gains in these areas so yeah it, it's a it's a challenging aspect um but it's something that we are you know, like i say constantly learning on uh, and it's something that there is definite scope for because i think people are more well data shows people are more interested in better quality products at the moment uh they are you know more interested in health and wellness definitely a, a larger sort of aspect of people are you know looking at actually what is in this people are questioning a lot more in any in any area mm. of the of, of i guess of life people are questioning a lot more like actually what what is this why is this i need to know a bit more what does it stand for what what are you backing is it friends is our fish oils friends of the sea friendly like you know what what is what is good about it and i think for us it's just trying to make sure that our 
the the strengths of our formulation and our product and stuff are, are turned into that marketing message and it's it's hard it's like i said we're, we're constantly learning on it i think it's a great attitude that you are constantly it is the hardest thing to do we um mm. we had an, uh, a guest on the show called lottie unwin who runs um something called brand hackers and copy club and she's um she's incredible but she talks about how you have a real advantage as a startup to do test things that other people don't test and try yeah. things that other people are afraid to test those bigger businesses but ultimately like you are fighting against budget yeah. you know you are right? yeah, and, that, yeah. and that's rough yeah. Um, and it's good that you say about that thing about like what the fuck is in this because I literally had a Barocca yesterday. Yeah. And I was it's like, a good example. Great yeah. example. I was like, how much fucking sodium is in this? Make it yeah. fucking fizz yeah, like yeah. this so quickly. Like, what yeah, is in yeah. this? What am I eating? Yeah. yeah Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's mad, but it's like, yeah. how much? It's I'm taking this. I mean, it's pretty good. Like, it's the old, the ultimate like pre hangover cure. But it's like, yeah. what actually am I getting out of it? I don't know. Yeah. yeah am yeah. I just pissing this out again? You know, those yeah. questions. But they've got great branding and. Yeah. Yeah, and they're established and. Yeah. You know they've got that sort of they've you know over years of marketing they've got that rep for oh you know if I've got a hangover I'll probably take that but yeah. if you look at like are all their are all their ingredients natural no like it's it's full of different different crap oh, I can't and you just how bad it is, yeah. and, and 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 like I said for us it's like we do have natural ingredients we're we're you know we're very we're very, they are formulated unbelievably well uh, yeah. and it's just trying to get across why someone should from even from a, like a what you absorb to what you pay level you know why you should purchase a, a an appropriately better supplement oh yeah um, no doubt so yeah that's that's like that's that's the big challenge and i think you can do that through ambassadors you do it through you know uh sponsoring teams or whatever it is in the current climate marketing is hard but do you know what isn't hard making sure you never miss an episode of your favorite podcast so tap the follow button on your podcast and you'll never miss out on the latest episodes of unicorny or marketing difference you can even go back and listen to our back catalog of amazing episodes if you do that please leave us a review it would mean so much is there a return in that so that's something i'm fascinated about because yeah. so you you know you've got these brand ambassadors i know you've recently started working with foxy which is mm. great you know the real hero and You've like, if you've got to, you bring on these brand ambassadors and you sponsor people like Saris and so forth, and you mm. become their official partner, whatever. Mm. Does that give you the, a, is, the is that a worthwhile worthy return on investment? Those kind of things. Like, yeah. If you were just trying to sell, I'd say probably not. But if you're trying to create a brand, then, you know, then you need, a, you need to have yeah. assets to those brands. But I think for us in terms of, like, we don't pay Saris for, we don't pay a club for uh, for sponsorship. They use our products, and there's and an interest in using our it, yeah. products because they're better quality products. Yep. So, like that ties in again with with say someone like Foxy. Like we've we've got a host of investors, which are, you know, maybe ten of them are international athletes. So, you know, they they are advocates for our brand, uh, and and they will, you know, some of them will be ambassadors to our brand uh, down the line as well. So, I think for us, it's trying to pair up like. Are we just paying someone like would we ever just pay someone just to just to promote and push a product that we didn't really think we had an affiliation that's what we're trying to really lean across uh, away from yeah uh and I, I but i think some of those things do really work so that's why you see if you paired up like some of those like paid things paired up with a pretty average brand that looks great like that's when you're going to get good movement but if you're probably more interested in you know a bit more integrity and in, in terms of good formula but also finding people and connections which you know really 
hit from a brand level and integrity level that's a harder uphill battle at the start i believe but i think in in turn it will it will um we're hoping it will pay off in the long run when people you know see that it is a uh you know a brand with integrity with trust with sort of decent formulas and 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 that's yeah that's the that's the long-term play i love that more brand-led play i love that and i think it's really smart as well and you said like they um the truth is in business people talk about technology being a moat Mm. or like it it, it's bollocks there's only two moats and they are capital because if you have more money you can do more things and the second is brand because you can't like you can't build brand overnight you know it takes time so you're building it over time and then you'll get there yeah you sort of answered my question about why you went down the the ethical quality route rather than the 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 yeah the bigger margins route yeah so like for you like obviously you're ultra competitive otherwise mm. you wouldn't be the game you're in like what's the goal for you what what's the vision where do you want to be um and did you think about that when you started by the way like yeah, when you first yeah. started you must you and don must have yeah. been like do you know what i want a yacht i want four thousand <laughs> strippers on it you know like this is what i'm looking for here it's too yeah. many it's too many for me like i, I am team oriented that's not like yeah. a, a pitch or anything i am team so i, I want to i always want to do like i don't know i got I've got two brothers, so I think it probably stemmed from, yeah. you know, like competition-wise, probably stemmed from that, but also, you know, if you've got... Um, Are they rugby players? Uh, somewhat. Uh, <laughs> it's such a burn. I, 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 I love that burn. I don't want to yeah, insult yeah, yeah, my yeah. family. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're all right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I could play touch with one on, on a Wednesday. Yeah. Rugby right. player, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. I, I think it is still the same. Like, we don't want to be here forever. We want to build a brand that, you know, like I said, is is good for the for the for the team good for in, and we can represent and be you know proud of um and i think you know look to sell or merge in the next two three years it's quick yeah we've been going for two or three years now or three years now yeah. so yeah i think for us it's like we want to learn heaps we want to you know like i said experience a lot of stuff um but we know that we we know that we're nowhere near where we need to be from a development point of view yet and i think we'll always need especially with this project uh you know heaps of guidance along the way so i think yeah. within that you know with how that is uh, i think it lends itself to a probably another yeah three years and then merge or sell i like that it's good and yeah and you're obviously building the business with that in mind so that's a smart thing to do it's very important to, i mean same spot you've got to have an eye on the goal like, yeah achieve, right? so you're at the moment now you've um you raised a uh, friends and family angel round with a couple of mates and people you know yeah we, we, we raised with um about 40 investors so we went like pretty pretty different models sort of like 25k to 50k tickets uh, which by the way is best practice and the reason yeah. it's best practice is because what you've done there is although they're smaller tickets yeah you've built a network of amazing people who can yeah. support your business people who yeah. will help you for free yeah yeah, yeah. And, and like i said like that breakdown is like we went about it right well we need someone who's going to in finance we need someone in you know a few in pr we need some professional athletes we need um whatever it is we need a lot we kind of went with a tick list and started right okay well we need these types of people someone in retail someone in and so on so it's been it's been sort of admin heavy but it's been really good in terms of you know and and then to quickly go get another re-raise it's a little bit easier once you've got you know a wider base so we've got them um and i think in the next sort of three four months we'll be looking to do another raise um probably something a little bit more punchy than we have so what are you thinking? How much are you thinking? Uh, ideally a mil or two. Okay. Would, would be nice. And where does that take you? To exit, I hope. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I think that's, in terms of where does it take us, we've got some good retail action at the moment. We're in boots. We're going into um, another large 
retailer soon. Uh, we've got another couple, you know, in in depth talks as well. So it will help fund that, um, which is hugely exciting, especially off like some of the the data we've seen from other other similar companies. Um, uh, and you know, myself having coming back now, I'm in London. There's lots of event pieces, a lot of um, sort of a load of networking pieces pieces that we're getting stuck into, which which help broaden out sort of our affiliate programs and and so on you know all sorts amazing and just out of interest like when you did your first round like every investor has challenges now of course you have an amazing network and you know you've probably yeah you've met a lot of people through the corporate hospitality Mm. and walk around shaking people's hands up in the icon club and all that stuff but like what did you find hard about that process um i like that process i do yeah Yeah. I, i think um you know, I think you get in a, some sort of a rhythm after, you know, pitching 40 people and getting investments. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I think for me, it's just trying to honestly, you know, uh, tell where I think we're at, where we think we're going and you know, the opportunities uh, and, and be as, yeah, as, as open in, in that as possible. Yeah, nice. I appreciate that. And um, so million, two million gets you to exit. And is this something you'll want to go international with, or is this something you're just a UK business? Is it hard yeah. to do this internationally because of the CBD stuff? Yeah, I th- we're in South Africa in Discam, which is a, like a, the boots of, say, oh, cool. um, wow. of UK. So we're in set up in South Africa. I think we'd, with that, we'd definitely want to set up somewhere online within uh, probably one or two locations in Europe that we've, we've got our eyes on. But it would be about really bulking out and making sure that we've got a proven concept in UK and it's like firing and there's enough data okay. and so on uh, that someone, you know, from definitely from say, the tech side can go, right, well, this, these points make sense. But also from a brand point of view, you know, there's enough, um, there's enough touch points that, you know, it, you know people see it as a, as a good, strong, healthy brand, which, which stands, like I said earlier, for, you know, an integral, um, a, a product with integrity. I love that. Fantastic. Well, like, you'll, you'll smash it, I've no doubt. Oh, thank you very much. Um, and I'm assuming when you started out playing rugby, you were there first playing Colts, and you were like, look, I want to score a uh, conversion against England with a back hit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe when I was, yeah, maybe when I was 12, kicking around. Maybe that was a vision. But uh, I, I don't really know. <laughs> I need but, to understand that. I yeah. can't, I, you know, I mean, like, it was a magical moment. You yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah. Um, who yeah. knew? Who knew you were such a gifted kicker? Uh, not you... me, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Were you ever? Did you ever practice in training? Like we there with, no, like, like... with Faz being like, "Hey, mate, one you show, yeah, do it this way." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think like obviously you do like all right. Well, who's going to buy you know a pack of Haribo? Uh, and there's five of you, and you know the loser has to go get your your treats. Yeah. Uh, or or whatever that you know whatever's on the card. That was the post game stuff up at Mill Hill, was it? Yeah. 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 Just like, stuff like. You know, pre pre warm ups and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you you know, you'd, you'd have a kick around and pretend to win the World Cup with a thirty meter conversion. But uh, I think I think yeah, I think that uh, that Barbar's game it is it's it's a light hearted game. Yeah, uh, and it's you know we've been on the piss all week, so we're probably still a little bit dusty. <laughs> but uh, it, it it is very much a you know it's a it's an entertaining entertaining game. And uh, it is. yeah, I thought we probably we took it took it that way. And so why did you go for the back? And I don't, you, honestly don't know. Had I, you practiced? Well. I had never practiced. I've never practiced that. Uh, but well, why I'd, would you? I'd knocked over two with the front. So I yeah. thought, right, let's just see how it goes here. But uh, in hindsight, if I had missed that, it would have been 
a lot worse. <laughs> but yeah, but you, I love that your final touch of it, in yeah. such an illustrious career, your final touch of the ball yeah, yeah. was a back heel over there. That must have been a great yeah. moment. Yeah, no, it was good. It was quite good. a good way to retire, and also because you've retired on your own terms, because you can still play, right? Yeah. I'm did you get playing. Did you get any offers to come and play back in the UK? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I was offered more than I was, well, more than I've ever been offered. There's not any second rows on the market at the moment. Oh, yeah, that's play, play Premier. That was the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. And you turned it down to, to see your business. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, 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 know, uh, I know the sacrifices of, say, rugby and so on, uh, or professional sport, and you don't necessarily get to do something like full on. And I think here we've got a, an opportunity which I can go full on uh, and not have to sort of try and split my time. So say in Japan, I would have been doing, you know, a good few late nights uh, into then trying to really represent myself on, still on the field. Yeah. Uh, so I, that sort of split, I can do it for a certain period. Um, but it, if I came back and wanted to play for a team like, say, Saracens, like I'd feel pretty guilty, you know, being one, one foot in both camps. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Um, what advice would you give to other athletes who are thinking about making a transition? Because yeah. there's a lot to do it. I mean, look, yeah, like I said, there, there, obviously there's two industries if you're a rugby player, property or coffee shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do. It's so yeah. true. It's so <laughs> true. <laughs> oh, they're going to get a bit more inventive. Yeah. They, they've got to figure some more. Although, actually, I've done a bit, I went to, um, I went to uh, Chris Robshaw's fairly recently. Oh, yeah. In kind of, uh, Winchester? Uh, no. Peterfield. Okay, yeah, Peterfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. does an absolutely mean pancake, mate. It does, yeah. It, it's it's, nice. it's really good. It's um, nice. We used to, he used to take us down there because we used to train at, say, Penny Hill. Penny Hill, yeah, of course. So he'd take us down there and, like, you get in the shop and there'd be, like, cameras and things. Like, Hold <laughs> up, this is an appearance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you're... It's not. You, have I'm, you got this signed yeah. off? Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, you know, yeah, you don't have to pay for it. Just, yeah. It's like, no, of course I'm not paying. <laughs> got... I, he's a businessman, I think. No, nah, he's, he's a lovely man. He's, lovely he's man. very, yeah. very nice, yeah. yeah. Nice yeah. But, yeah, but most of them, they're, they're going to, like, coffee shops or what, property or whatever. But you've yeah. made a... A different spin out. I think Hasks tried to do a CBD thing for a bit, yeah. didn't he? Right at the very beginning. I don't know if where that went, but like, no. um, but like, what advice would you give to other players? Or maybe you've got people who are like, you know, I'm I was certainly in that camp where you thought that you were going to become pro, and then all of a sudden you realize you weren't growing, and then like you've got all these like, like but they that, that's kind of their career path. That's what they're doing full time. What advice yeah. would you give to them about making this transition? What should they be working on? Where should they put yeah. their attention? Uh, I think just starting something, whether it's like one day a week or half a day a week, just meeting different type of people because we are so, it's so insular. It's so, you know, the conversations are all the same every week. There's the, you know, being an athlete and not having something else outside, uh, it's quite, uh, I think the longer you do that, the you know, when you do say you have to go and do something different, that is, can be incredibly daunting uh, mm. and sort of, you know, you, you just don't get other people's opinions. It's all within the same circles, uh, I think. So for me, it'd be just starting something. So like, even if it's like I did, um, one day a week for six months, I did, I was shadowing a, a like teaching. So I'm interested in teaching. So like, it was just like trying to get an idea. As a teacher in a school? Or in as a, a, in a school. Profession? Yeah, no, no, no. No, I don't want to be a rugby coach. But uh, yeah. yeah, as a teacher in a school, just, just shadowing. And even from that, you just realize like what you like, what you don't like what other people are like, yeah. you know, what a normal day of work would be like. Um, I think that's like that cliff face when people retire and they're like, they think they're going to, you know, they think it's a lot easier maybe than it is. Uh, I think that will be, that's something. So you're just getting stuck into something because 
normally if, if like i said they're competitive athletes if they get stuck into something if it's half a day then you know they'll they'll allow enough they'll they'll up it to a day quite quickly and, and so on and so on so i think starting something making sure that um you know you're seeing meeting different types of people is hugely important because it is incredibly tight circle uh, in that in that rugby you know you'll you'll probably interact with 60 people for a year <laughs> and it's yeah, like everything's course, yeah you know all your training all all that is you know and you're meeting majority of the people you're meeting are other rugby players yeah it's quite a it's quite a uh yeah it can capture you oh, that's you, why they yeah. uh, they do coffee shops and and um property because like yeah. they all live in houses and you spend your spare time yes. going to a coffee shop 100%. together oh, yeah. that's what that, it is. It, that is completely yeah. it yeah i think the other thing as well is like you um the thing about being a player i reckon in rugby that must be so nerve-wracking is like any match could be your last match yeah because it could just be game over right you yeah know, you yeah. could just yeah do your mcl and then it not be fixed or like yeah. you could do some kind of shoulder injury and that's it yeah so like starting something straight away so you've got that but it's the same in the corporate world like if you are having a career and you're like that job you have right now may not be what you do forever yeah so if you have an inkling go and start something else and go into it yeah yeah i like that a couple terrible. of things you want to talk about if you if you ever swung a golf club before uh no. Alice park is next to a driving range it's literally next to it so bad and, and you boys are there so all bad. the time so bad it see i go fish when people go play golf oh is that what you did i'm that... so i'm yeah and it, and it means i can just do it by myself when i just get like you know but it is i'm i'm terrible at golf but then you know i was in that clip i was i was playing with a i'm not even making excuses it would have been just as bad off the left hand but i was playing with a right-handed club i'm left-handed right so, okay so i was pretty back to front but uh it wouldn't have been any better. I um, it's Jamie George. Is there any sport he's not good at? He's a very skillful guy. He strikes me. Like, yeah. Every, every no, time... you're right. Um, no, nah, he's pretty. He's pretty well rounded. Yeah. A good pun. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's not funny. You that's, called it. That's... Hey, <laughs> hey, you you said it, mate. I just responded. He's well rounded. No, nah, he is. He's good. He's good. He's he's very well coordinated. He, he um, he's good. He likes hey, a bit of golf. A bit of cricket. Yeah, you know, he, he can bloat quite well. He'd be good at swimming. He's a good, he's a good player, very good player. <laughs> That's a good he's player. also unbelievable at rugby. It's a fair play. He is. He, I, yeah, he is I can't get enough of that guy. Player. Watch him all day. So, um, I got a couple of rugby questions just because I'm a fan. All right, best player you've ever played with. Really tough. Um, played with. It's tough because you could you get your your marrows and and your who just uh, like oh, is about, yeah he's mad. so consistent and uh, yeah. But I think I I really have enjoyed playing with Will Skelton, who is for if you don't know he's a hundred and fifty kgs. He's six foot eight or so. So he's just a type of player that's so different that you can like build certain game plans around him. You can like from a coaching point of view, mm. you'd be licking your lips because he's just you know he probably knocks out one person a game. He is just so big and he's so hard to tackle. But then also in scrums and mauls, all those sort of yeah. finer pieces, like you can start to build some bits as a 10 i literally like fear of god when you oh say yeah that too. like yeah hun like 150 kegs like that's what am i gonna do <laughs> what am i gonna do like three times as much as some some people probably in this room like it's, it's mad it's mad literally can yeah. you imagine like like yeah. i don't know harry randall <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> what's he yeah. gonna do yeah he's probably 70 kgs it's just nuts yeah well and uh question like what's it like training with fads like i always think that he and his dad as well because they they just strike me as the kind of people who just drive standards, which I think is a fascinating thing. I'd be interested to hear mm. what it's like playing in the in the because he's he's having a bit of a form crisis those past few years. But like in terms of his, what's he like to play with? 
he's yeah he's good he leads you know he's yeah. uh he he gets the most out of people in training as in the week rather than just in the game i think you know there's there's few that set the standards and he'll be right up there um but yeah like i think i think the 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 media can ebb and flow in terms of how much they like someone or don't like someone yeah. and they can paint a really big picture of how someone's actual form is uh, i think he's unbelievably consistent a huge fan. Um, mm. So, and um, one more rugby question. Next year, do we win it? We could beat France. I think we'll win it, yeah. I think, I think we're just the tournament yeah. side. I think we just yeah. always do so well, right? You know? Yeah, um, and, and you look at like, I know, again, the media maybe picking apart someone like Eddie Jones, but his stats and his, especially in like World Cup stats are unbelievable. Like the way you can yeah. cult, build a culture within a, 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 certain, a certain period. Uh, and you know we've got we've got good players as well, like good depth, good good players. I think that's the one thing. Like you take Ireland, obviously they're number one now, but like they just don't have the depth. There's mm. a few injuries or whatever. And you just look at England, you think like there's just like, I mean, I I was gutted that Danny Kerr had a um a bad tour because I like, mm. I love Danny. Just love yeah, he's a good man. I just love fastball. Last well, we were in the airport pre Barbarians, um, about to head to Monaco for our Barbarians trip. Okay. For three days out there um uh, and he got a call up so we were actually in the airport and he oh got God. a call up to go to england and it was a very a very different week i'll put it for for either sides i can't imagine that because like the guy yeah. like yeah he's he's has he's been i think he's been the best nine for a past couple of seasons he's been amazing yeah, yeah it's been really great okay um three questions which we ask everyone so you're you're new to what we call the founderverse the startup world mm-hmm. what is one thing you fucking hate about it I think genuine for me, it's like seeing a, a brand market a product that's shit very well. That breaks me. Like it, it breaks me. It breaks me how we're still learning and on that curve, but we've got a really good product. It it really annoys me. But mm. that is that's all learning and that's marketing and like it's the spin and it's how you know they probably pay their their marketing person you know a good chunk and they've done it very well. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that is it's frustrating knowing that we've got a better product and even like similar price points on a lot of them, but yeah, you know they'll be, you know they'll be doing bigger volumes or they'll be in you know they'll be getting more more plaudits and so on. So it's not a jealousy thing. It's just a it's just a a thing which I need to un- we're, we're understanding we're learning on how we get to that point. Yeah, because it's you know there's no point in like there's there's good things in learning off other people, but there's no point in just sitting there. And- crying about it yeah. i think it's great I and mean, i think like, i'm glad that, yeah, it's good that you realize that because it takes most people a long time to realize that actually like most there's this amazing saying that they have a um y combinator which is this huge accelerator in the u.s and they um and i'm probably paraphrasing this so they might slag me off but <laughs> they say first time founder 80 percent product 20 percent distribution mm. second time founder 80 percent distribution 20 percent product mm. because you realize like it doesn't yeah. matter if you've got the best product in the world. If people aren't buying it, you're not going to exist. Yeah, you've yeah, got to yeah. focus over-index on your marketing and your distribution because yeah, that's yeah. what will move the needle. Yeah. That's what makes the big difference in the end. If you have one piece of advice to give to every founder who's just starting out because mm. you're three years in, what would that piece of advice be? Don't be afraid to ask for advice. Like, you know, and, if, and, and uh, maybe give people the permission to give you honest advice. You know, if people can ask for advice, but if you ask for it, and you give them permission to give you bare bones advice, the honest advice, then I think you, you just get a lot more from it. 
love it very much thanks so much you've been amazing thank you